Happy St. Patrick's Day and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Health Styles presented by Sarah Bush Lincoln and I'm your host, Lori Banks. Well, it is St. Patrick's Day, but it is also the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. And like a lot of people around the world, you may be experiencing increased anxiety. And so we thought about ways that we might be able to help And when I thought about who could help, I immediately thought of uh, Michael Tozer from the SBL Outpatient Psychiatry Department. Michael did a previous podcast uh, with us about going to therapy. And so today we're going to talk about calming anxiety. Michael, thank you so much for doing this. Well, thanks for having me. It's usually on St. Patty's Day. People are actually asking my advice on like safe strategies for drinking. So that might be a part of this along the way. Good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for having me. So, I don't know where, where do we start? I mean, so we've got this this really not even national, it's an inter-worldwide, you know, emergency and we're bombarded daily, minute by minute with social media posts, news posts. It is creating a lot of anxiety for a lot of folks. Well, I think one of the things that I will start off with is what I will generally, what I generally tell people that I treat that have anxiety, and that is, you know, first of all, don't try to deny the anxiety you have, but but to know that you have it, like it's it's legitimate to feel fear or anxiety right now, literally because we are going about this minute by minute practically, and we get inundated with lots of things, and when you have anxiety. The more information that comes your way, the more you generally feel overwhelmed. So that's one of the things when I start with people with anxiety in general is one, acknowledge that you have anxiety about it, you know, and that you're probably going to need to do some talking with people about the anxiety, you know, and second of all, know that there are things that we can do to help manage the anxiety but in this case it's going to be a little bit different than what I suggest to people because some of the things that you're unable to do now because of the guidelines Mm -hmm. that we have. All right well let's talk about some of the things that we can do. What's the easiest thing that we can start with? Well first of all um, make sure that you are are in contact with um, people that you know people that you care about, make sure that you're talking with them and talking with them about how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one thing that can be helpful is to, you know, seek out support of people that we care about. You know, right now we're we're mainly having to do that through phone, text messaging, (laughs) video, Skyping, you know, FaceTiming, those kinds of things. But that's something that's important because it helps people feel a little bit better knowing that other people are you know in their family and friends you know that that they're okay most of this anxiety that we're experiencing right now is what we call anticipatory anxiety where we're worried about things that we don't know the outcome of that what happens if this happens what hap for for these things is like what happens if i can't go to work right now a lot of people are my kids are all home, mm-hmm. you know, what am I supposed to do about that? Um, how do I manage those kinds of things? So um, what we try to tell people is right now, initially with everybody staying home, there's probably a lot of anxiety. 
there's a lot of, you know, kind of this idea of like we might throw ourselves into binging Netflix or things like that at this point in time just because we may feel a little bit overwhelmed by this and, and want to escape. And there's a certain amount of health to that, like not to, you know, to watch being too overwhelmed or like finding a way to, to mitigate it. But eventually we're going to have to face up to to these things. So if if we're doing something like that, one of the things is kids are going to be, there's all kinds of things, especially if you're home with kids, with school, they're updating things and how they're going to deliver online education. So, you know, kids go to school and they have a routine. So, you know, once you get back into that, that's probably going to be one of the, the best things to do is to like provide some sort of a routine where they're and so that not only does that help parents, but it does help kids as well. Mm-hmm. Like they, they get used to the routine. And so when they don't have that routine and in the midst of all of this going on and they, they get access or they hear things all over the place, that they're going to be anxious as well. So routine, um, things that they can count on, things that we can count on on a regular basis and do have some control over is always a really good way to help manage anxiety. Another thing is that we're going to have to get a little creative staying at home and in the houses. So if if you are someone that relies on exercise or activity as a, as a way to manage anxiety, you're probably going to have to be a little creative in terms of, you know, there you know we're not one there going to be shutting down gyms basically mm-hmm. i think they already yeah, are they have in a lot of places uh, so um you know you can get outside and take a, you know go for a walk or do some things outside you have to be cautious with that as well um but that's that's one great thing i think if you have stairs in your home you know walking up and down mm-hmm. the stairs could be something that you could do Exercise videos, obviously, we have plenty of that Tons stuff of out there. things online that are free. <laughs> it may not be optimal, but it, it's it's a replacement for the time being. And, and probably in all of this right now is that this, this is going to have longer-term effects. We're aware of that. But this will eventually pass, and we will probably get back to a lot of our same routines mm-hmm. But that's a little hard to predict, and I don't want to be, you know, say that um, in a way that sounds like I'm dismissing everything. It's just we're in the midst of having to make changes for the for now, mm-hmm. and that's what we can focus on is changing things for now and and doing that, and then we will eventually know as time goes on what we how we will assimilate back into our our you know our daily lives. So these are some real basic things to do. Um, there are some, you know, as therapists, I always hear all the time from people like, they tell us to deep breathe, and they tell us to do relaxation and things like that. And we, we understand that that can maybe sound a little over, oversimplified, but it really is not oversimplified in a case like this. You know, taking time out to... You know, ground yourself through doing some really quick deep breathing exercises mm-hmm. or or if you can get, get a moment away, you know, nap time for kids if you can get that <laughs> moment away. How about away. nap time for adults? You know, <laughs> nap time for adults is not a bad thing at, at this point in time. 
And some of it is we're going to have to change our paradigm. We're going to have to kind of begin to think differently mm-hmm. and view things a little differently. <clears throat> you know, we, you know, we get we do most of our communication now, or a large part of it, I should say, through social media, and it can be a haven for negativity. Mm-hmm. You know, it really can. It can be. Um, you know, people seem to think because they can. Um, write opinions that people actually want to hear them but but the thing is they you can use that in a way that's positive and send positive things out which I've started to see out there on, on different things so and I think that that don't underrate that as a way to you know communicate things because we're not talking about people just sticking their head in the sand by doing that but it's a part of of being realistic and it's a part of things that keep some of our humanity as well you know can't just all be negative or or it's going to create more fear it's going to create more anxiety um, and it's going to cause more problems with our mental health so if we can balance that out a little bit by by doing communicating some positive things or you know reading about stories of inspiration Mm -hmm. you know through that that can be helpful. Or just as watching well. some cat videos. It, it, I mean, that, how can Who, who can not or love puppies, cat videos? Yeah. Really. Puppies and cats are really good. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about social media because social media, news coverage, watching too much of that can create more anxiety for people. Yeah, it, and it does anyway. Yeah. And this is something that I deal with on a day to day basis. Is People get very wrapped up in their social media outlets and their news outlets that they're that they're prone to, and their their worries about they hear things from their their news outlets or they they read things from or someone so said this exactly or, yeah, and so that's going to create a lot of anxiety. So the thing about it is, what I tell people is you know balance out the time. You know, limit the time, check updates every so often. Maybe, you know, every three to four hours seems to be sufficient right now yeah. in looking at, you know, any updates that are going on. Turn off all your notifications on social mm-hmm. media. Don't listen to those dings and, and that whatever. That in itself can create It does. Anxiety. It's, you know, it goes back to our basic, um, you know, classical and opera conditioning mm-hmm. things that we learn in Psych 101 about getting, you know, reacting to certain stimulus and and our notifications are one of those things. So I would suggest maybe turning them off for the time being and and you have a little bit of control on what you're checking. And make sure that the sources that you're reading are trusted sources. Now, as I say that, I know that there are people that will listen to this and say, well, I only have these trusted sources. But right now, to be honest, the CDC has seems to be a, a place to really get good information not only about the pandemic itself but the things that I'm talking about today their website has all of this stuff and more what I'm talking mm-hmm. to everybody about right now talk a little bit about how I don't know how an the ang- anxious mind works like you see something which gets the mind going. It's just, it's kind of like, it just, it's like a snowball going downhill and it just gets going faster and faster and faster and faster and, and all these thoughts 
speaking from some level of experience here. <laughs> it's happened to me. So sure. for people who don't quite understand what's going on, can you kind of give us a little background? Anxiety comes from that fight or flight place, mm-hmm. that fight or flight response that we all have. It's an automatic response that we don't have to think about. You know, it was originally sort of evolved in from like I have to protect myself from, you know, animals being eaten. You know, being eaten. <laughs> you know, that you know, that was really kind of the only thing that it was developed for was to for very much a self protection from a very minimal amount of things. But today's society isn't like that. There's so many things that we perceive as stressful and as threatening. You know, even without the pandemic, you know, day-to-day life, like, will I pay my bills? My kid is sick. What will happen? I have to stay home. I'll miss work. Or um, just basic interactions that you might have with people. Now when you add this to it, it heightens that. So we're more on guard Mm -hmm. for things. And that's what you see, some of the negative things that we see out there with people especially the run on toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for some reason, you know, people get very, you know, we think about our basic needs more mm-hmm. right now with anxiety. Am I going to eat? Am I going to sleep? You know, are my basic needs going to be taken care of? And really that run on toilet paper kind of has that underlying thing is that, like, if I don't have that, then what am I going to do about this basic need kind of thing? And I've seen some interesting posts about yes. about about that. So and some angry posts about like people using up all the toilet paper. So with anxiety, it's that basic fear, that threat that we're reacting to. And so when that happens, it's something that's automatic, and we just you know controlling that is is something that we won't necessarily be able to control the threat. But after the fact, being able to, how we deal with our response to Mm -hmm. it. And that comes back into some of the things that I've been talking about already, is finding a way to balance out how much information is coming in, having contact with with people that, you know, that you feel comfortable with, that are supportive of you, that, you know, make you feel better Mm -hmm. when you have contact with them. Some sense of routine, some sense of you know, activity or exercise so you're not just sedentary all the time, mm-hmm. which, you know, the more we do that, the more anxious we become. What are some things that uh, you can just uh, say to yourself to kind of keep you from, you know, going off on this tangent about, you know, what if I can't go to work, then I can't pay my bills, and da 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 What are some things that you can do as a person in your own head to kind of, like, stop that from getting off, going off the rails? Well, we use a lot of what we call grounding mm-hmm. techniques where we do things that are very sensory based when we when our mind starts to wander off and it could be about anything we have you know one some techniques that we we use with with clients people that i see are sensory things like grounding yourself to like what can i see in this room not right now how can i focus on things i see things i hear things i can touch you know, focusing your thoughts on, you know, one one thing that I like to have people do is count backwards from 100 by 7. Now people are like, what? I can't, I can't get, I can't even get that far. But that's not the point. It's not to see how good you are at math. But it is trying to get your mind focused on something else other than 
it racing away so it can give yourself the time to calm yourself and start to calm your mind and and people are probably listening to this right now and thinking that just doesn't make any sense to me but it's the things it's the distractions that you can you can look to to focus on and a lot of them generally sensory things work very well because it brings us to here and now versus futuristic things that we can't control Mm -hmm. and breathing does that same thing it allows us to slow and get the oxygen going um, and and to slow things down to slow the heart down to slow you know to get your breathing regulated to to start slowing your your mind down so those are some real basic things to do and even activity you know if you can go out for a quick walk or if you can do something Mm -hmm. you know within your home for you know even five or ten minutes, people will be surprised at how simple things like that can help bring us down. That doesn't cure anxiety. I I really want to be clear about that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't cure it. But in those moments when we were feeling panicky and we're starting to do things like that um, can get things slowed down enough to where you can feel like you're calming down and coming back to here and now. And I think this is is challenging for a lot of people because a vast majority of us were not alive during World War II. Um, a lot of younger folks weren't even alive during 9-11. So we have not had a situation like this occur in our lives, and it's it's hard to, to cope with something like this. Yeah, even those, even the events that you're talking about are things that, um, you know, 9-11 was like, it was a very like traumatic like it happened all in one day and there was a lot of aftermath but this is something these are the things that are, are sometimes usually even more difficult because it's it's a slower process of like you're always heightened whereas mm-hmm. with something like 9-11 you were heightened for a much shorter period of time and yeah there were worries after afterwards but that was, you know, you could treat things like that much differently than you can here because you can be outside after 9-11 and band together and they had rallies mm-hmm. and, and concerts and all kinds of things like that. Can't do that now, have to stay in your own home, which brings about some more isolation, which is harder. You know, it takes a little bit more effort now to to have contact with people mm-hmm. than, than situations like that. Well, Michael, there's been you've given us some great uh, things to consider. I want to share the other day. I mean, it was this morning. It was this morning. So I'm coming to work, getting to my vehicle, and you know the sun is out. It's still a little chilly, but here's this robin up in my tree, singing. And I thought, or you know, no, it was a cardinal. The cardinal, beautiful song. It's like that cardinal has no idea of what's going on <laughs> in the world. It's just going about doing its thing. And I just took a few minutes. Just to listen, you know, and just to kind of like, you know, today, who knows, every day lately has been who knows what's going to come out and what, what's going to be the next uh, thing that's that, that we're going to hear about. So, you know, for me, I took a few seconds to listen to a beautiful cardinal singing in my tree. And I think the more we do that, mm-hmm. the, the more that it can be helpful. And it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. It's like, things that are sensory, things that you can be mindful of, things that you can focus in on that can make you feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's, that's a perfect example. Um, it's the whole stop and smell the roses sort of, sort of approach. And again, you know, that's, these are challenging times, and, 
And overall, over the last several years, things seem to have gotten a, little, a bit more challenging as just far as there's a lot more people that are, it's easier to, to kind of go towards negativity. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot harder to be accepting of things like that, which is, you know, all in all very important. So when you get the opportunity to do something like that, and I think that's a perfect example, you know, if we can slow down a little bit and, and notice more things like that, it does help with anxiety, even though people may not know that or, or might think, well, how does that work? What I will tell people is if you're listening to this and you're hearing all of these things, I completely understand skepticism about it. I really mm-hmm. do. It's something that I hear every day. And I'm not telling anybody that this is a cure-all and it's going to cure your anxiety, but it's some things that can do to help you cope in the moment and and in the long term. And I'm not an expert in anything medical. I'm not an expert in anything economic. You know, and, and to be honest with you, I have the similar fears that everybody else has right now. So I have to practice You're all, of, the, all <laughs> of these things just like everybody else is mm-hmm. um, because it's uncertain. And, and when we don't, as human beings, when we don't know things, we tend to, you know, have a harder time and we tend to be more anxious. But if we can look at this time period and we can see it, um, as challenges that we, you know, we can do and that we can, you know, put some effort into to help, you know, manage into, you know, to connect in ways in which we're, you know, able to do with other people and, and just, you know, go on about our day-to-day lives the best we can through doing a number of these things and following the things that the experts mm-hmm. are talking about. Because I think that that's really important is, you know, people become experts for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, most of the time that they, they do know what they're talking about. And so, you know, those sources of information, you know, is really, really helpful, you know, at times like this. Oh. All right. Well, is there anything else, bits of advice you wanted to add before we sign off? I think I've covered pretty much some real basic things. You know, like I mentioned, there's websites out there uh, for things such as the CDC or the the National Alliance for Mental Illness or the Substance Abuse and Mental Health um, website. You know, SAMHSA is another thing that has all of this types of information out there. And, you know, go to it and read some of this stuff. And just remember, like, Try to be as kind as we can to other people, you know, um, be kind to the, your families, be kind to, you know, people in need. Just overall try to be a little kinder right now to help not only their anxiety, but your own anxiety. All right. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. And thank you for listening. And uh, be sure to stay safe out there. And we will get through this. Yes, we will. All right. Thanks, Lori. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you know when new content is added. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts or on our website at sarahbush.org podcasts. And be sure to connect with us on social media by searching Sarah Bush Lincoln. Have a great day and thanks for listening to Health Styles.